This is Tom Fox. I would like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series on navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence, a podcast series sponsored by K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In this podcast series, I visit with Him Das and David Holly to discuss the risks involved in the Committee on Foreign Investments in the U.S. and how best navigate them. David Holly, a co-lead of the CFIUS Advisory Practice at K2 Financial Intelligence Integrity Network, has more than 25 years of global investigations, business intelligence, corporate governance, and regulatory compliance consulting experience. He draws on decades of private sector experience to provide pragmatic advice that integrates his investigative skill set and financial expertise with cutting-edge technologies. MDAS has over 15 years of strategic experience in crafting innovative legal and policy solutions to domestic and global challenges involving critical U.S. economic and national security assets. He assists and supports all aspects of K2 Intelligence FIN's work, including risk assessments, training, and the development of and review of new services, products, platforms, and technologies. In this podcast series, we will take a look at an overview of CFIUS, then consider navigating the CFIUS process by proactive engagement and compliance solutions, consider CFIUS sanctions and export control compliance frameworks, CFIUS and cyber risk and access control, and conclude with effective monitoring and compliance officer solutions for CFIUS. This series is one that I know you will enjoy. It is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network and once again sponsored by the K2 Intelligence Financial Integrity Network. In today's fifth and concluding episode, I'm joined by Him Das, where we take up effective monitoring and compliance officer solutions for CFIUS. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Him Das. First of all, welcome back. Thank you so much, Tom. So, Tim, what is a, a monitor around CFIUS, and how does this work? Well, that's a great question, Tom. Um, I think just as a more general matter, um, uh, uh, regulators, law enforcement officials, both in the U.S. as well as in jurisdictions outside of the United States, are starting to use monitors more and more um, uh, to assess to oversee and to monitor um, a institution or a company's compliance uh, with relevant laws and regulatory actions or uh, with respect to a, a written agreement with a, a prosecutor uh, like the Department of Justice or with a regulatory agency uh, through, say, for example, a prosecution agreement or a non-prosecution agreement or a cease and desist order. Uh, monitors are used, and, and it's important to have a, a strong uh, uh, and independent monitor. Um, the monitors can help organizations comply with settlement terms. They can help them comply with CFIUS mitigation agreements, and on an ongoing basis, um, help to assess compliance programs and internal uh, controls to uh, address, help remediate, and avoid future problems. Ultimately, a monitor should be uh, able to ensure for both the government and the company uh, that whatever the mitigation agreement is or the deferred prosecution agreement is, um, is being complied with and provide confidence both to the parties to the transaction, uh, the companies, and to the government or the regulators um, that the terms of the agreement are being carried out. Um, ultimately, the monitors um, can take up a lot of resources 
uh, uh, both um, from a financial perspective and in terms of uh, manpower within uh, the company. And it's just important to have a strong and effective monitor who understands both the business as well as the regulatory uh, demands. So the, um, I guess the thing I've been struggling with is how to understand what this will look like when it comes to CPS. Um, well, Tom, it, it really depends on the circumstances. Um, in terms of the CFIUS process, as, as has been discussed in previous episodes, uh, CFIUS, as it goes through and examines the transaction for new national security uh, risks and considerations and, and mitigation requirements, um, can require governance changes um, uh, in terms of the overall structure of the transaction or the oversight mechanism. It can require... Uh, compliance frameworks uh, in order to implement a mitigation agreement or an order issued by CFIUS or by the president as well. Uh, and it can require a mechanism for oversight of the implementation of the agreement as well. Um, you know, again, the goal of any oversight mechanism or compliance framework is to help the organizations comply with the requirements and to ensure uh, that there is effective trust and understanding and oversight being undertaken um, by the companies um, so that the U.S. government lead agencies for CFIUS that are monitoring and ensuring compliance with the mitigation agreement or the um, uh, CFIUS order have confidence that it's being implemented. So CFIUS can require compliance policies and procedures um, across a full range of issues that might implicate the entire business. It might include cyber risk or access controls. It might affect the IT elements. It might affect... Uh, uh, sanctions, compliance frameworks, uh, how data is held and used. Um, and so to implement that function, uh, CFIUS can require the appointment of a security officer or a compliance officer. And in those cases, CFIUS will require the parties uh, to implement, often on very short time frames, policies and procedures, an implementation framework, and the recruitment of a compliance team as well. In other cases, CFIUS may require an independent board member uh, that may be placed on the board who's a U.S. national uh, that is charged with overseeing the implementation of the compliance procedures uh, that, are in, uh, that are in place. They may be a sort of uh, uh, an independent mechanism and interlocutor with the CFIUS agencies that are reviewing the mitigation agreement, um, and they may... Uh, be able to put in place policies or require policies and procedures with respect to the overall institution um, and provide an independent reporting mechanisms as well. Um, in other cases, CFIUS might require a monitor to oversee implementation of a CFIUS order. For example, if CFIUS orders a transaction uh, to be unwound um, and requires parties to take certain actions to divest and completely unwind the transaction, they may require the appointment of a uh, CFIUS monitor uh, to over, uh, monitor the overall compliance uh, with uh, the order and the basic terms of the order. Um, and again, uh, this may be a third-party monitor or an outside independent monitor as well. And there are different types of functions uh, with respect to each of those roles and responsibilities. So I'm, I have worked under a monitor, um, you have been around monitors and been around the monitoring process for quite some, some time. Uh, a number of federal regulatory bodies use monitors. Uh, obviously, the Securities and Exchange Commission, Department of Justice, Department of Defense, and a wide variety of others. 
how can a company begin to prepare in advance for being put uh, under the eye of a monitor? Um, That's a great question as well. Um, You know, ultimately, a CFIUS monitor or a compliance officer required by CFIUS is going to be in the same position as monitors and many other uh, types of situations like the SEC or the DOJ monitors, as you mentioned. Uh, first of all, um, uh, parties just need to be uh, prepared uh, to dedicate the resources and personnel needed uh, to be able to work with a monitor and effectively implement uh, requirements imposed by CFIUS and to respond to the requests and demands of, of a monitor or compliance officer. Um, again, it, the compliance with CFIUS requirements can just require a lot of resources and require fairly significant changes in a way that the company does business, you know, particularly in terms of information technology or cybersecurity or expert controls or other areas. And it may have a, a fairly significant impact in terms of how uh, the company does business from a day-to-day perspective. And so the uh, companies that are undergoing the CFIUS process just need to be prepared to be able to dedicate the resources um, to uh, uh, implementing uh, monitoring and compliance framework. Um, the second element is that uh, companies are going to need to be prepared to just create a positive environment uh, to work with the monitor or the security officer. Um, so the monitor or the compliance officer is just going to be assessing the company's uh, compliance risks on a regular basis and then considering or recommended changing uh, changes to its policies and procedures to ensure compliance with the mitigation agreement. Um, often the relationship can be a adver- uh, positive one, um, but it can also turn into an adversarial one if it becomes a competitive relationship. And as a result, it's important for companies to find a monitor with experience, um, with the ability to work with a, in a broad range of environments that understands um, the business uh, imperatives, but also understands what the national security considerations are and what the city's agencies might be demanding from a national security perspective um, to be able to uh, be effective in terms of providing guidance to the company and to be uh, to be able to implement the mitigation requirements effectively and to also be an effective interlocutor uh, with uh, the U.S. government agencies as well. Um, I, I think that it's very important to have an effective monitor in terms of both uh, setting expectations and then also in terms of ensuring a collaborative and a positive experience. Um, the last piece is that companies just need to be prepared to establish an effective culture of a co-compliance. Um, and the culture of compliance is um, an element that's been stressed by a number of the regulatory and law enforcement agencies of late. Um, the Department of Justice has stressed a culture of compliance in the guidance that it provides to prosecutors. Um, it stressed a culture of compliance um, in the context of the OFAC rules as well. And I think it's true in the CFIUS context as well. I think companies that are implementing CFIUS agreements and are subject to mitigation agreements or CFIUS orders are going to need to establish an appropriate culture of compliance. Um, This starts with setting the tone from the top in terms of governance, uh, in terms of the message uh, delivered by the board and by the senior management on down to the staff level. It requires appropriate risk assessment and risk evaluation um, in terms of uh, new business lines, new technologies, new products, new geographic areas that the company might be entering. 
It's going to require effective policies and procedures and regular review of those uh, policies and procedures. It's going to require effective third party or outside or independent audits of implementation, which the monitor may be doing in many cases, um, or that may be referred out to an expert to conduct those independent audits. And lastly, it's going to require training. Um, and so companies, again, are going to have to be prepared to ensure that the culture of vote compliance and the resources that are necessary to instill and carry through a culture of compliance are available and uh, are, are dedicated um, for uh, implementation of the CFIUS uh, mitigation agreement. Well, Hume, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but this has just been a fascinating and detailed exploration of CFIUS. I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me. I was able to thank your colleague, uh, David Holly, on a prior episode. So thank you very much, and I greatly look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you so much, um, Tom, for having us and uh, or for uh, spending the time with us to discuss these important issues. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this five-part exploration of navigating CFIUS risks with business intelligence which I have engaged in, sponsored by K2 Intelligence Financial Information Network. We've linked to some resources in the show notes, which uh, will give you more information on both K2 Intelligence Financial Information Network and CFIUS as well. This special five-part podcast series has been a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening.